Welcome. You're listening to the Heritage Podcast. To learn more about Heritage, including meeting times and upcoming events, visit us online at www.heritageff.org. Now, let's get into today's podcast. Dealing with the subject of fear, and fear is so important for us to comprehend, but I want to deal with it for another aspect that builds you up in this, is that one of the attacks of fear is the attack on your hope, and hope is so valid. Because, you know, if you listen to everybody, they say, oh, man, half of the population of, of, the United, of California is going to be under, uh, under the uh, uh, coronavirus and they'll have it. And, you know, I, let me tell you something. I don't agree with that. I don't agree because I believe that the will of God, the word of God, I believe is for us today. So I want to deal with the hope as the foundation of a sound mind. So listen to your pastors that ministry today. Acts chapter 3, verse 15. We, we, we realize that as we go to the book of Acts and we look at Acts, there's, a, there's a, uh, an account. I don't call it a story. I call it a biblical account. It, a story could be something somebody makes up. This is a historical fact. Peter and, and uh, went to the temple. And uh, as they went, and John was with them, they went to the temple to go worship in the hour of prayer. And when they did, they passed by this one gentleman, and he was crippled. And uh, while they walked by, he was begging alms and asking for, for finance and money. That's how he supported his living. And when they walked by him, he, here's what they said. Uh, Silver and gold have we none, but such as we have, we give to you. And, uh, and, and they said, so, and they said, such as we have, we give you. This is close. Such as we have, we give to you. And this is Acts 3, 5. And he, the crippled man, he gave he. See, now listen, they were giving him what they had, the substance, but he had to give a reciprocal and give he. He had to pay attention. He had to bypass his condition, bypass where he was at. He goes, they got silver and gold. What do they have for me? If it's not silver and gold, what do they have? If, if, it's, if we don't have the respiratory machines, if we don't have the mask, what does Jesus have to give us? Well, he gave heed unto them, expecting to receive expecting to receive. Uh, outside of that time, he sat at that gate. He sat outside the temple and had no expectation of ever getting up and walking. He had no expectation. This is this. It was a hopeless moment. That man had been dragged there and sat there day after day, week after week, month after month, year after year. And listen, he got none the better until two men came with a message of hope with a message of love, with a message of compassion, with a message of mercy. And what they said all of a sudden got in him and hope began to rise up. How do we know that? He gave heed unto them. Oh, nobody's ever stopped telling me something like this. I don't need any silver. I don't have any gold. No. He said, but expecting to receive. All of a sudden, he's expectors out there. That's like a, you don't play baseball without a glove. I know they do catch it with their hands at times. But the glove's there, the mitt's there for that. You got to put your catcher up there. What is that? Your ears of faith. You got to get your ears open. Expecting to receive. In the middle of all the news and all the, the regards of coronavirus, it's a, it's a natural, real thing. However, what's more real is who you're listening to that will determine whether you're in expected mode or whether you become dis, disappointed and you've lost your hope and it's gone down. So expecting to receive. So 
A sound mind puts you in the receptive mode. You're in the mode of reception right now. Now, Romans chapter 15, verse 4, it says this. Whatsoever things... Oh, this is powerful. Apostle Paul wrote this, and when he declared this to the church of Rome, man, it's, it, it was it, this, this scripture fits us right now. Watch this. Whatsoever things were written aforetime were written for our learning, that we through patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. See, all the news that they're throwing at us is offering no hope whatsoever, man. That word is coming from facts and, and, uh, and, and, and uh, all of the details they've gotten and all of the numbers are crunching and, all, and none of it's had any hope. And that's why they're saying it's going to keep spreading. It's going to keep spreading. It's just going to keep spreading because they're going by their natural facts. The word is called truth and truth overrides facts. Facts are present, but faith changes the facts and the facts will all be altered based on the word of God. See, we as believers, we can't join in with the cheerleaders of doom. We've got to voice in and shout the praises of God. Let everything that hath breath praise His name. Shout unto God with the voice of victory. Everybody that's weak, say, I'm strong. And whoever might be sick, say, I'm healed by the power of God. And how do we get that way? Whatsoever things were written. Now listen close. Whatever things were written. Do you realize I'm reading from Paul's writing to the church of Rome? Now, I know you know this. But I'm just putting this in here. I was not born at that time. I did not live at that time. However, I lived in Christ because I was blessed in Him before the foundation of the world. But at the time of this writing, I wasn't physically on the planet. But this scripture is for me right now, and I'm quoting it to you and me. We believe this. Now listen to this. What things were ever written aforetime? They, they were written before you were here. They were written before the coronavirus. They were written before any plague, before any global epidemic that we're facing right now, pandemic, before it all came across aforetime, it was written. What was written? That if we would learn the scripture and learn what was said, we could counteract anything coming at us right now. The real cure is Jesus. Jesus is the healer because he is Savior. He is wonderful Savior and Lord. He's the King of all kings and Lord of all lords, and we're not going to allow this coronavirus or any other virus to have lordship over us. No, Jesus is Lord. That's where our hope is in, man. We are right here with the hope. And he said, we through patience, yea, they'll walk through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil. I'll walk through it. How? With patience. Patience is not sitting down and doing nothing and just waiting on God. You got to start operating your faith. Now watch this. And comfort of the scriptures. The real comfort comes through scriptures. You're not going to get it by feeding off 24-7 off the news. They're not giving you any comfort. Now there, there's some hope in, in a, lot of, a lot of things, but it's natural. And that's not what we're dealing with here. So that they might have hope of Almighty God. Now here is another translation of this. And uh, uh, it says this that through the endurance and through the encouragement of scriptures, we might have hope. So when we get to scriptures, we get endurance to press in, pressing towards the mark of the prize of the high calling in Christ Jesus. This is the how the hope of God operates. Now, hope is very important. Now watch this. 
Hebrews chapter 11, verse 1 says, you, you know, I know you know the verse. Now faith is. Right now. Now faith is. Faith is not yesterday. Faith is not past. Faith is now. Now faith is. Faith is now. Now faith is the substance. Faith is the substance of things hoped for. The scripture is what gives us the hope and we get an image of who we are. We get an image of what we're supposed to accomplish. We get a, an image of the in him realities. I am of God. I've been blessed. I am healed. I am loved. I am I have conquered because Jesus is a conqueror. Once again, I want to quote it to you. 1 John 4, 4. You are of God, little children, and you have already overcome this world. Oh, yeah, great, because greater is he that is in you than he that's in this world. And that virus is in the world. It's not in you. It's in the world. It wasn't birthed out of you. It was in the world. And the world is already crumbling, but we're, not, we're in the world. We're not of it. So through the scriptures, we'll have the hope of God. So, how do we, so what happens when we get this divine hope? Faith comes along and adds a substance to push that hope into full manifestation. I see myself, I picture myself through the scriptures. This is not imagination, just far-fetched. This is not Christian science. This is not mind over matter. This is Christian science. This is not what people call Christian science. I'm just, I'll keep saying it. I'll keep saying that there is no virus. There is no virus. The virus is here. The virus is not here. You know, in my house over here, I have what's referred to as a thermostat. Now, that thermostat is, re is a regulator. And by itself, it will not regulate until I set it to where I want to regulate it. Outside my house, it could be 110 degrees. But I could control the temperature in the house by setting it to where I want it to go. It could be 110 outside and be a cool 68 inside. Or it could be very cold outside and I could regulate the heat and make it 69 or 70 in the house. But you know what? I can regulate that and the whole house will have that temperature. What will not happen is my neighbors will not feel that temperature change. It's only done where I regulate it. Hope is like the thermostat. It's the regulator of the temperature you want to live in. I want to live hot for God. And I'm not going to be cooled off by the circumstances of this world. So when the enemy tries to cool us down and, lock, and get rid of our enthusiasm, we're just going to take our thermostat hope and dial it up a little bit and say, glory to God, I am hot for God. I'm not lukewarm and I'm not cold. God doesn't have to spit me out of his mouth. I am encouraged by the scriptures. And because of it, I have endurance. Now our hope is based on what scriptures or the word of God has to say. The word is the report which was written before you and I ever experienced any adversity. The word was here. The word was written. In the beginning was the word and the word was with God and the word was God. Now, honestly, what part of that don't we get? In the beginning was the word. Now, word is what we're receiving. Faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So what I'm giving you right now is not opinion. I'm not giving you scientific facts, although we could give to you, but I'm not a scientist. I could give you medical facts. I could quote them, but I may not understand what I'm saying. This, I've been studying for well over 46 years, and this has given me this hope on the inside. Our hope is based on the Word, and the Word is the report which was written before you and I experienced it. Listen to that. The report that was written. 
So the prophet Isaiah in Isaiah chapter uh, 55 makes a reference and put forth this, this question, whose report will you believe? Whose report, uh, excuse me, Isaiah 53, whose report will you believe? Now that's, that's very important. Now we have two things in this verse scripture and we're dealing with the hope of God. This is this. We have two things set before us. First is the very obvious. It's a question. Whose report will you believe? That's obvious. So you got two aspects here. There's two reports, obviously. Whose report? So, and it says whose report, not what report, whose report? Who is an individual? Who is a person? Who has personality? Who has information? Who may have misinformation? Who may have lack of information? Who may have inaccurate information? While the other who has perfect soundness of clarity of over the situation. So you got two reports. Whose report will you believe? Will you repeat, re believe the report of the world or will you repeat, re believe the report of Almighty God? So the first is very obvious. It's a question. Who are you believing? Right now, who are you believing? And how you understand how you believe isn't what you say when I'm around. It's what you're doing in the privacy right now in the, in the, uh, in the order to stay home, the stay at home order. Well, our, that order does not prohibit you from going to the presence of God. In the uh, He that dwelleth in the secret place of the Most High, He's the one who shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. So you might be at home, but listen, where I'm comfortable, where I'm at home, is in His presence. I want His presence, praise God. And in His presence, there's no panic. In His presence, there's no persecution. In, the presence, in His presence, there is this fullness of joy. In his name is a strong tower, and we the righteous run into it. And guess what we have? Safety. So I invoke the name of Jesus. I don't invoke the name of coronavirus. I invoke the name of Jesus. Jesus, you are Lord over me. Coronavirus, you are not Lord over me. Jesus, you are my king, Lord. And, G and coronavirus, you have no authority. You don't reign anywhere in my life. You're not king. Jesus is my king. Jesus is my Savior. If Jesus is my Savior, then coronavirus, you can't take me out. I live under God. In Him I live and move and have our being. That is the hope of Almighty God. It's the anchor of our soul, this hope. And so the second thing, listen to this, is the revelation beyond the obvious. It is, it is the command to make the decision to accept what God has said over every other report, now, presently, past, and to come. There's a lot of reports that have come in the years past. There's reports right now, and that's a report. And there's reports going to come later on. Economic reports, all kinds of situations. I mean, you know, I was hearing today, they said that possibly close to one million people signed up for unemployment. And, uh, and my, my goodness, that's, a, that's a, a high number. And we need to curve that. And what we need to do is speak to our nation and say, employment come, curse of virus stop, employment start up, economy kick off, prosperity grow. And prosperity is just not finances. Prosperity is peace of mind in the home. Prosperity, listen to me, you, especially you couples, there's a lot of tension. You're at home. Some of you weren't used to being that close to each other all the time, 24-7, only to go out and get bread. Oh, let me go get bread, honey. Let me go get bread. I got to get out of the house for that. You need some milk, honey? I'll go stand in a four-hour line. I'm not, as you're saying to yourself, I'm not used to being in this home with you. Oh, so, 
Oh man, when you are in a covenant with your wife or your husband, you can't be anywhere else but covenant-minded. You don't want to escape from them. You want to stay with them and protect them. And so this area is the command to make the decision. So you ought to put your hand to heaven. I decide it right now that I'm going to fulfill the will of God and I'm going to do what the Word says, not what my emotions say, not what feelings say, not what others are doing. No, 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 no. You know, right now what we ought to be doing, you people, there's a lot of people that, and they're necessary, especially for the first responders, our medical guys. Thank God for them. Stop. Uh, uh, let's, let's, we need to pray for them. We need to stop complaining about, pray for the medical field. Pray for the doctors. Pray for the mass. Pray for the, everything. Pray the wisdom of God on your presence. Don't condemn him. Don't blame him. He didn't create this situation. It's a virus. Listen, he is a strong, solid leader. Before we got started, you may have heard, he and they made an announcement. He's trying to get the church released so we can have Easter Sunday service. Isn't that power? powerful? He said, we need to get our house of worship over. From the president. Man, that is awesome. But King Jesus already said, I need you in my presence. We're doing it right now. And we ought to be able just to worship God and lift our hands and do this on a regular basis. So we need, we, it's a decision time. To accept what God has said. To accept what God has said. To accept what God has said over as he is Lord over every other report. So whose report will you believe? Now, in Proverbs chapter 13, verse 12, it makes a statement. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when desire, let me, let me put this little parenthesis, hope, the desire, hope, cometh. It's a tree of life. Again, hope deferred makes the heart sick. I hope you're looking at your Bible with me. Hope deferred makes the heart sick. But when the desire cometh, or hope cometh, or desire, which is hope, cometh, it's the tree of life. Now, it's important. Now, let me give you some words out of that. Hope maketh the desire or hope to come. Let's look at the words. Hope deferred. Remove that for just a moment. If hope is present, it maketh. The heart not to be sick, but rather to be healthy. And desire then has the opportunity to come. Desire has the opportunity to come and hope cometh and it's the tree of life. So this is important. Hope maketh. Hope brings to pass. Hope constructs. Hope help goes to work with all the substance of faith to bring what you're believing to pass. And the desire of hope cometh. Faith cometh. It has to come. So what are you believing God for? What does your hope dictate? How are we seeing ourselves in this? What are we operating in this? The term, now listen to this. That connected to the word, the word sick, don't isolate it. Watch it. The term sick refers, refers to this. How an individual becomes uneasy due to time delays. Hope deferred. Years back, they used to be called, uh, when you go to layaway or deferred payments. We'll defer your payments on a car, your home, or something that you bought. They defer the movie, they move it out further. And so you anticipate to get something now, but now it's got to be on hold and it's delayed for whatever, and it's deferred, it's, it's moving out. So that's time delay. And this is where many people, and, and I'm talking to the church, I know the world's dealing with it, but I'm talking to the church, the body of Christ, the pillar of the ground of truth, the born again, the new creation, the reality, man. That's talking about you and me. This is when, when hope, or expectation sinks. 
and causes a failure to stay in the believing mode and the receiving mode. You need to believe that you receive. Remember in the book of Acts in chapter 3, verse 5? When he said, look on us, we, we silver gold have we none, but look on us. They reached out their hand and he looked on them intensely with expectation to receive. Well, if, if we allow time, okay, we've been in our homes for a few weeks. Well, Pastor Rob, what, what if it goes for a month? What if? What if? Hey, let me ask you a question. What were you doing the whole time you weren't in the house? Were you building your faith? This isn't the time to just sit home and, and, and just do nothing. This is the time to be building your faith. This is the time for you to operate in this and get the scripture on the inside and build your faith. Work on your marriage. Tell your wife how much you love her. Tell your husband how much you love her. Play with your kids, man. The work has taken time. You've worked a lot of overtime. Those freeways are a mess. You and I travel on those freeways. They keep us hours on those freeways. Hours we could have been with our children. So why don't you play with your children? Now's the time to pull out some games. Chase them with a the ball and, and play something with them. Don't just sit there and, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know what I'm going to do. How am I going to pay that bill? With the giving you've already done. With the seeds you've already given. With the manifestation of it. And believe it, my God, I've, I've given and it's been given back unto me. Pressed down. Shake it together. I believe right now in the hour end, people are going to hunt me down to bless my life. And my giving is a seed. Seed sown. So we, we anticipate this. Don't let your hope sink. An individual who allows their heart to sink, uh, it, uh, it will experience gradual loss of enthusiasm. Look at look, look close to me. Do I look like I've lost my enthusiasm? No, man. I have not lost my joy. My enthusiasm is with me. The joy and the Spirit of God lives on the inside. When expectations go, when we start to shrink in this, the spirit of heaviness will try to get on you, allow you to wear it like a coat, and despondency will set in. Please don't allow that to happen. Don't, don't allow that to happen. And, uh, and joy and peace are virtually, are very important. Let me say this, very important. So you will receive joy and peace, which is the evidence hope is present. So the barometer, hope, when it's hope, turn your measure, turn your thermostat up. What we believe always determines what we receive. We must make sure that our believing is right. And the only way to know your believing is right is not by assuming you must know what the scriptures say. You have to know the word and not just your favorite scripture. Many years ago, Brother Jerry Savelle said, people highlight and quote favorite scriptures. So the Bible's a favorite word to them. And it's not, it's the whole word, the counsel of God. We got to get to the word of God and get into this. What we, this is close to my statement here. It sounds like a tongue twister. What we believe will cause us to see either an endless hope or a hopeless end. Now, I believe for an endless hope. My hope's at work right now. It can't end. Why? Because God can't stop. He's the God of my hope. He's the God of my expectation. He's the God of truth. He's the God of health and healing. He's the God of our prosperity. He's the God who loves us. He's the God who won't judge you, criticize you, and put you down. He is Almighty God, and He loves you. Nobody greater than Him. Nobody more awesome than Him. He is victory in your heart, victory in your mouth, victory renew in your mind. Our God is an awesome God. Once again, you, you missed the place to shout there. Shout under God with a voice to try and praise God. Now this is Colossians 1.27 makes a statement. To God would make known what is riches of the glory of this mystery 
among the Gentiles. Now listen close to what it brings by Rick say. Which is Christ. He will enable you to see the invisible and enable you to do the impossible. Now watch this. Psalm 147, 11 makes this statement. The Lord takes pleasure in them that fear him and in those, those whose, that hope is his mercy. Hope is the mercy. Hope in his mercy. You got to hope endureth forever. Another verse says, his hope endures for a thousand generations. In your life, a thousand generations. Not just in, in the world, all the generations combined, but how about this? If you live, live this word and you take that word, God's moving mercy towards you. If he's moving more mercy towards you, then your offspring gets mercy. Now, if I live two generations or three generations, he said his mercy endures to a thousand generations. Well, if it endures to a thousand generations, I only live three. I got to pass that mercy on to my children and to my children's children. And oh, I'm telling you, this is how powerful. The, the, listen, he's the God of Abraham. He's the God of Isaac. And he's the God of Jacob. He's a God of three generations. He'll work, we'll start with one and pass it on to two. And believe the other two keep passing it on. And, pass, and that's the way it should be, man. Our whole lineage ought to be full of faith. Joy and peace are the offspring of hope and belief. Joy and peace are the offspring of, of what joy and belief bring. Many years ago, the Lord gave me this definition of hope. Hope is the picture that's taken with the camera called knowledge of God. You'll never get an image of God till you have the knowledge of God. When you know God's image, that's a snapshot. I see it there. God is great. What a picture that. God's a healer. I bet that's a picture. That's go put that in your spiritual photo album. So when virus comes up, Ah, wait a minute. I saw that picture. There it is. My God's a healer. Oh, wait a minute. He's a God of faith, not the God of fear. And love, since God is love, God casts out all fear. So when fear tries to come, I get the image, the photo in my album, spiritually inside it, the roll deck starts falling. There's the picture. There's the scripture. That's a snapshot of the knowledge of God. Oh, he's a healer. Oh, he loves me so much. He would never put that disease on me. No, in Romans chapter 14, 18, we get the scripture. And it says this, Who contrary to hope and in hope believed. So he became the father of many nations according to what was spoken. So shall your descendants be. Once again, I want to break this down by scripture if you're looking at the verse. Who, Abraham, contrary to hope, in hope believed, he became what he hoped for according to what was spoken. And he just was. He just be. Like be. You be. Well now, how are we going to get this into our hope today? How we manifest this? Glad you asked that question. I'm going to pick this up on Sunday and we're going to go at it. I love you. I thank God for it. Let me pray with you right now. Father, in the authority of the name of Jesus, I speak over this congregation. We will never lose our enthusiasm, our joy, our expectation is great. We anticipate the inevitable, your supernatural intervention. You are most high. You're over all in all. And it's in you that we live and move and have our very being. So I bless this congregation. I bless everybody that's watching. Be thou made whole. Be thou made well. And fear thou not. This is Pastor Art saying I love you and I thank God for you. Now. If you were encouraged by today's message and believe it would be uplifting to others, then be sure to rate us and hit subscribe. To experience more of Heritage, visit us at www.heritageff.org. 
Again, thank you for listening to the Heritage Podcast today. And remember, Jesus is Lord.